Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the Southlot Football Guys podcast. Back and uh, here, ready for week three. Uh, go through all the uh, the week three action for you and recap a little bit of week two. Uh, it's just me and Adam here this week as uh, we're, we're down a man, uh, no Robbie, but uh, you know we'll we'll still get you uh, Robbie's picks here. Oh, but he's, Adam, he's got some input for us. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. It, was, it you know last week was really I don't know. It was rough for the most part. I I I, did, I think we all did pretty well on our picks. Um, we'll go through the locks in a little bit, but um, the podcast parlay and then some of the other just some horrible horrible bad beats. Probably I don't remember a week like this in our four seasons where like a couple bets just devastating right right into the heart right at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I I had a good week picks wise, but I didn't I didn't place the money in the right ways. And so it it, it didn't work out in real life. But you know, if you look at the spreadsheet that we have here, it, it looks nice. So uh we'll we'll jump right into it. So uh, starting with the lead pipe locks last week, um, you know Adam Bills minus ten. Good job there. Yep, that that one was over in the second quarter. I mean. Yeah, that that Titans team uh, never looked like they wanted to compete. So I remember Titans losing yeah. by seven. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time that this Titans team was was down to make games a one score game, and I, I just I don't think that that time is here anymore. Uh, Robbie had Lions uh, minus two and a half, so that was uh, that was a good call. They uh, they took it to the Commanders. Yeah, he the team. He wasn't lying. No. He's, uh, <laughs> he's the number one Lions fan on this podcast, and that's not even close. Yeah, yeah, he's all in on the Lions this year. Um, and then I had Jags plus four, and um, everything broke right for this bet. All the right people were out. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't think that mattered. They won what twenty seven nothing. Yeah, it was. Matt Ryan might have died on that field. Matt Ryan. You were the coordinator. Yeah, yeah. You identified the body. (laughs) (laughs) Cause of death. This this is a quarterback that I am (laughs) confirming is dead. (laughs) He passed away. Yeah, the casket emoji was flying around in in the group chat uh, like wild on Sunday. So, uh, yes, Jags plus four. That's three for three on the locks, which is nice. Yeah. then we did our podcast parlay, so we had uh, Jags money line, which hit obviously. We had uh, the Bills minus ten, which uh, which hit obviously, so two. And then uh, that third bet, that Browns minus six, um, in maybe one of the all time bad beats. Uh, I, I mean, so here's here's how this one went down for me. I, I saw I saw Chubb score the touchdown. And I'm like, okay, to go up 13. To go up 13. I didn't stay for the extra point. I, I had, I wanted to go take a shower, come back outside. Jets are only down six, so I saw that they they missed the extra point, and then what? Corey Davis for 66 yard touchdown on a play that they were playing no defense, prevent defense. Yep. Then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll take a push here. No, no, they they don't cover the outside <laughs> kick. Joe Flacco leads him down the field again, all within the last minute of this game. It, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. Like, there's been games like this, but usually, you know, like with teams of like Tom Brady or, or Patrick Mahomes, not the Joe Flacco Jets on the road against one of the best defenses in the league. It was just one of the most improb- problematic 
endings of a game I've ever seen in my life. That defense should be embarrassed about how that went down. Like, there's just there's no reason for that to have taken place. And that onside kick was was atrocious. Yeah. The the coverage of that didn't even get a hand on. It. Didn't even get a hand on it. Like it was, it was a perfect storm for for the Browns for us, to lose that game and for not, us to lose the parlay. Yeah, for us to lose that parlay. Yeah, like, that would that would have paid out really well. It, it would have been covered nice. us for a couple weeks. Yeah, but, um, yeah. We ended up in the plus a little bit, but uh, yeah, better than nothing. But yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt. That with, one's gonna hurt. With the Jags money line sprinkled in there, we wound up coming out ahead a little bit. So yeah, not not too bad. But uh, and uh, looking at, we did a pretty good job on the over unders this week. Uh, collective twelve and four um, for week two, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. So you were four one. I was five and two. Robbie three and one. Um, you know, we were heavy on the Chargers Chiefs under. Uh, heavy on the Lions uh, commanders over um, me and you were on the under in the uh, Pat Steelers game which was good um, also on the under in Jets Browns uh, but that that over actually hit but uh, that was like one of the few we wound up losing but um, yeah yeah overall pretty pretty good week for us uh, in terms of like total confidence picks uh, See, I was seven and five. Adam, you were six and four, and then Robbie was eight and three. So, um, not too bad. Yeah, and it was twelve unders last week. Yeah, yep. The unders have been uh, coming in so far. So, um, but uh, let's let's just jump right in here uh, to week three and and get excited for it. Um, AFC North uh, matchup to start us off here. It is uh, Steelers taking on those aforementioned Browns. Browns uh, five-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 38-and-a-half. It is the lowest over-under of the week at 38-and-a-half. And And so, um, you know, I'll start off with Robbie's take because he's the only one here that seems to have one on this game. (laughs) Uh, He thinks the Browns are going to bounce back. Uh, Batonio, Clowney, Garrett all on the injury report. Um, he's got a little concern with that, but shouldn't he says it doesn't think it's going to be the lowest scoring of the week, so he's going to take the over. Uh, but he's on the Browns minus five. Um, at least for me, I'm gonna I was flip flopping back and forth on this all day. I'm gonna take the Browns. I just think that being at home, I mean, they look good for what forty years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 50 minutes, 58 and yeah. a half last week. Um, this, I, I think they're gonna, they should be motivated. Um, Steelers also had a bad loss at home last week too. Um, my only concern for this is that it, you know, these two teams know each other well, so a five point line uh, might be a little bit too high for division opponents on a short week. Yeah, I'm, I'm flipping to the Steelers. Doing it right <laughs> now. First pick of the the week, I'm flipping. It, it, it it's a little too high for me. I I, I think the Browns win, but um, yeah, interdivision opponents know each other well. Short week, five so many points to give up. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the Steelers as well. This is probably a spread I just don't touch. Although it's tough being the Thursday game because you just you want the action. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers here, uh, getting the five points. I just you know. Anytime you get an under like this, um, you know, 38 and a half, but the team is getting, you know, 
pretty big spread at five. Like, it seems a little fishy. Um, you know, maybe if somebody else was playing quarterback, but, I mean, Brissett didn't look great down the stretch of that game. Um, it's going to be a lot of, lot of running. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think Steelers here, plus five. Uh, I expect this game to be relatively close and low scoring. Um, so I'll, I'll take the Steelers getting the five points. I just think that's too much with with Brissett at the helm. Um, I, I just don't trust them to cover that kind of a number when they're going to be just putting the ball on the ground the whole time. So Yeah, and I, I think Steelers might have a little bit more playmakers on, on the offense, at least uh, at the wide receiver position and the Browns. But um, let's see, Najee, Najee needs a bounce back game. Too. He, he hasn't looked too great the first two weeks. Yeah, more of the same kind of out of Najee. It's uh, not a lot of not a lot of room. Like last year, uh, he was getting hit in the backfield all the time, and um, you know was scrapping to, to get yards after contact. It kind of feels like the same thing here. That offensive line is struggling. Uh, but you know, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Mitch potentially playing for his job here. So uh, Good. yeah. Yeah, Dio. Gotta gotta side with Mitch in in a, such a career defining moment for him. So yeah, Robbie's on the over, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the under here. Um You're gonna go on the under, okay. Yeah, we last week we hit another Thursday under, Thursday night under. Those games t- typically are a lot lower scoring. Um we've had you know, pretty good success uh in the past betting the unders on the Thursday night game. So I'm gonna take the under, even though this is the lowest lowest of the week. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate it. Um, it's hard to see two teams getting to 20 points in this game. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we're going to see that. So, All right, uh, next game up, it is uh, the Raiders taking on the Titans. This game is in Nashville, where the Titans are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home with the over-under set at 45-and-a-half. Um, two teams that uh, were, were in the playoffs last year and uh, – yeah, two teams that are zero and two, uh, kind of off the tough starts, and uh, yeah, I, I this is kind of a tough one, but uh, I I think the Raiders come out even on the road here, and I think they're the one that writes the ship here. But this is uh this is a huge game for both these teams, uh, that are that are trying to kind of stay alive here and not not get their season off on the you know really wrong foot here. So I like the Raiders. Uh, obviously tough tough loss against the Cardinals last week. Um, but you know, for me, I just think they've got more playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, I definitely trust their defense as well. Um, and uh, you know, they lost you know two two games that are I would call pretty tough. Um, and it, but they've been in both games. Um, you know, the Chargers are a good team uh, that they lost to on the road, and then um, you know, obviously last week. Uh, Tough, tough with the Cardinals, but the Cardinals on paper are a decent team too. So, um, but the Titans, I mean, that home loss to the Giants reeks, and then they just got their ass kicked uh, last night against the uh, the Bills. So, yeah, I just think the vibes are a little bit better with the Raiders right now, and, and I think uh, they should be able to cover the two and a half. So, I'm going Raiders. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go Raiders too. I, I don't feel great. I'm definitely not going to bet this one. Um, a lot of variability, but. Um... I mean, I agree with what you said. Um, Raiders at least had, I mean, they were, same story with the Browns last week. They were confident for three quarters, and then, you know, it all came falling down 
Hum, Hunter Renfro fumbled the bag a couple times. A couple times. Yeah. yeah. Um, Got away with it once. <laughs> but, yeah, I, th- I think they're they're a better team, and they've shown more in the first two games than the Titans. That, that Titans O-line is awful. Yeah. I know they're out Taylor Luan, but, um, I mean, Derrick Henry is getting hit three, four yards behind the line of scrimmage every play. He, they're not going to get anything going offensively until they, they, they play a p- opponent that, that isn't that good up front. Raiders are decent. Um, they're okay. I, I think they might have a little success running this week. But, um, you know, I, 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 have, I have questions about the Titans' offense in general. Um, they're okay on defense. But, yeah, the lack of playmakers on the outside, the bad O-line, and then a quarterback that, you know – He's great in play action and scripted, but he doesn't really do anything make his, on his own. So, uh, yeah. really, re- this could be one of the worst offenses in the league this year. So, um, yeah, but in this matchup, we're going to go Raiders. Um, Robbie, he gave us the uh, the puke emoji <laughs> for this game. Um, he's going to go with the Raiders, but, yeah, it doesn't feel confident. Slightly better offense and defense. Um, yeah, yeah we're, we're both taking the 0-2 road team. Yep. All right, next game up, we've got the uh, Saints taking on the Panthers. The uh, Panthers are three-point uh, underdogs at home here with the over-under set at 40-and-a-half. Uh, Adam, you want to lead this one off? Yeah, yeah, this is, man, the first five, four games to, to, uh, on the slate are games I just don't know how to call. Ugly, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, those are probably the games you don't want to watch either, so uh, they, they did a good job of scheduling this week because... The good games are towards the end on prime time, but uh, in this one, I'm a, I'm a lean Saints. Um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to back a team like the Saints from what you saw last week. Jameis sort of meltdown in the second half, but uh, that that game last week it could have gone the other way very easily. Uh, I think it was three three. Uh, Bucks were driving and two absolutely egregious calls on the Saints defense. Uh, one was a personal foul. Um, helmet to helmet hit where the guy missed the hit. Mm-hmm. It was, um, it was that was ridiculous. And then the next one was a defensive holding on a uh, running back blocking the uh, the defensive lineman. I, the, both were just complete missed calls, and both gave them first downs on plays that it was third down and they didn't get the first down. So it extended the drive both times, and you know Bucks never looked back. He can't give Tom Brady. Uh, extra chances like that, but um, could have been a little differently. I think the Saints' defense uh, broke at, towards the end of that game, but they were playing extremely well uh, for most of it. And you know, Saints have played two pretty good defenses thus far, and I, I don't think the Panthers are bad, but um, should be a little better. I just think that maybe Kamara comes back. Um, I think that they probably get the job done, but this, like I said, this is not one I want to bet. I can Panthers at home and a must win. Matt Rule, Baker Mayfield, they're also both playing for their their jobs. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, the, the, what, what am I missing here, Evan? What, what do you think? You think Baker's playing for his job? Yeah. Well, I mean, they got they got. Um, well, Darnold's hurt, but they also drafted um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Matt Corral. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, tough tough start, obviously, for the Panthers here. Um, you know, for me, 
they they played well on the road against the Giants, uh, but you know lost the game late, but but stayed in it pretty much the whole way. Um, I just think they're they're going to be outclassed in this one against the Saints, especially with a healthy Kamara. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is this is probably going to be the toughest overall challenge I think they've they've had this year, and uh, I mean, lost at home to the Browns and um, you know kind of a similarly built team, uh, heavy on the defense, and uh, you know gonna gonna lean on the run game here, especially with uh, Kamara, you know, uh, who should be coming back. So yeah, I, I just think the Saints are gonna be. A little bit too much for the Panthers to handle in this one, so I'm actually going to flip-flop. I'm going to take the Saints uh, minus three here. Okay. Uh, before I get to Robbie's pick, the one thing I I will bet on this game is the over. The line is at 40-and-a-half. A little too low for me. Um, you know, I, I I just got a, I got a weird feeling this might turn into a shootout. So, uh, yeah, 40-and-a-half. A lot of the numbers are low this week. It's based on... The first two weeks of having a crazy amount of unders, but I'm actually uh, taking a lot of overs this week. I'm thinking that bounces back to the norm. But yeah, in this game, uh, Robbie, uh, he's, he's, this one's a coin toss for him. Uh, the divisional game, he's going to take the team, the home team with the points here. Um, yeah, he's got the question mark on Kamara, as everyone is, and this being Tuesday. Sort of hard to determine if he's going to be a full go, but um, if he is, I think the Saints uh, probably get the job done here. All right, uh, next game up, we've got the uh, Houston Texans coming into Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Bears are three point favorites at home with the over under set at forty and a half. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to take the Texans here. Um, you know, back to back weeks they've acquitted themselves well. Um, you know they they really frustrated the the Broncos on the road, and that's a very tough place to uh, to play early in the year. And, and they you know really held their own. Um, and this Bears team, uh, you know, they made a couple big plays in Week One, but otherwise, I think they've got about uh, like a hundred and forty total yards offense besides those two big plays uh, in two games. Um, yeah, they were running the ball well. Yeah, I mean they they ran the ball well uh, in the second half of uh, that Packers game, but I mean I think the Pack were probably playing a little bit off, being up such a, a large amount. I I just don't really have the faith in the Bears' offense right now, uh, but the Packers you know are a tough defense, and I think they were they were hungry after getting shown up uh, in Minnesota in Week One. Uh, for me, just. Uh, I don't know. I think Lovey coming in. I think this is a defensive battle. I think if the Bears win, it'll be very close. Um, I think this is going to be an ugly game, and uh, they are calling for some rain in the area on Sunday. It's early, so could be another sloppy one at Soldier Field. I'm, I'm going to take the Texans plus the three here, um, and uh, I actually like the under in this one. Um, but but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I really like the under too. Um, it's probably going to be my only play this week but I, I think I'm going to lean Bears um, you know that talk about another bad beat um, I know all of us were on the Bears plus 10 last week and you know that field's touchdown not a touchdown or the ball broke the plane but it wasn't a touchdown uh, they, that, that could have swung the game that, that would have made it a 7 point game and um, you know they, they weren't moving the ball in the air but you never know um, 
I do I do think this Bears team, well, both these teams have a decent amount of grit. I've liked what they've seen so far. They they really haven't quit up on the games. Uh, but I I think I think in this matchup, um, Bears dial up at least one or two explosive pass plays on paper. This this Bears offensive passing attack should be a little bit better than the Texans. And, and I know it, it, it hasn't been that case so far this year, but you gotta you gotta expect Mooney, Komet, um, those guys at least have a catch. <laughs> uh, I think they get the the pass game going in this game in a little bit, and I think the Bears barely cover this three point line. But um, yeah, it, you know that forty and a half line. I, I don't know how this game has a the same over under as the the Saints Panthers. I, I, I this one's going. This one's going under. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know that both of these, like, I don't think both of these teams uh, are really going to have an easy time getting to 20 points in this game. Um, you know, that uh, that Texans defense has, you know, done a good job of uh, really frustrating uh, uh, the Colts in week one and then the Broncos last week. And so, yeah, I, I expect just a total defensive battle. So I'm with you, Adam. Uh, really like the under. Robbie, Robbie likes it as well. Um, he's, uh, you know, like I said, not expecting either of these teams to get above uh, twenty points. So, um, you know, he's he's heavy on the under, but he is going to take Texans uh, get the three points in this one as well. All right, next up we've got the uh, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this game is in Miami, where the Dolphins are five point underdogs. With the over/under set at 53, uh, the highest of the week, and uh, you know for this game, obviously uh, Dolphins a huge comeback uh, in Baltimore this last weekend has them riding high, and then you've got the Bills who uh, have really looked like uh, the juggernaut uh, of the league thus far, uh, with a big win against the Rams uh, that was not very close, and then they just dismantled the Titans. Uh, just last night, a uh, big thing for them, though, is uh, this is going to be a shorter week for them, uh, you know, uh, but uh, divisional game, we'll see what uh, happens here. But, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like the Bills here. Um, you know, I the Bills might be one of these teams this year. Where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet them until, until they, they they show me that they, they don't deserve the, the juice. I mean, it's five... Five is not a lot for a team that that's completely blowing out their first two opponents, and you know, one was the Super Bowl champion, the other one was the number one seed in the AFC last year. So these aren't, you know, just opponents that you, you normally walk over, and that's what they've done. Um, Dolphins had an unbelievable comeback against the Ravens. Um, Tua, by far the best game he's ever had. Um, he was really slinging the ball down the field, which is something you like to see from this offense. Um, I, I, I honestly, I'm not worried about the Dolphins' offense. Um, I think they're going to put up points. I just don't. I think at the end, the Bills probably force a turnover or two, or um, just make. You saw some special teams plays plays last night on some muff punts. Um, I, I just think the Bills find a way to make one or two more explosive plays um, than the Dolphins. But uh, I, I, I know you said this is the highest number of the week. 53 I, I'm taking you over I think it's this one's going to be an absolute shootout back and forth should be a great one yeah uh you know for me I agree I, I love the over this week in this game um 
I'll I'll take the Bills as well. Um, same kind of logic. I mean, they're just they've looked like the best team in the NFL. So um, I'm I'm gonna trust them to to keep up the uh, their efforts and, and continue to dominate. Uh, but you know, for me, a little bit of a concerning start for the Dolphins, especially on defense last week in Baltimore. They got. Uh, uh, run all over and um, you know very susceptible to the big plays. I mean Devin Duvernay was running mad on him uh, in the Bateman. first half of that game. Yeah, Bateman. Um, so what, what's Stephon Diggs going to do to that secondary? Um, that's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, I definitely think the Bills can get to thirty here, and then um, especially if the Bills get up early, you know Dolphins will be throwing early and often. Um, I, I just think. Uh, you know this this over should should hit. I I think uh, I'd be pretty surprised if this um, didn't didn't get to fifty three. So love the over this week, and I'll take the Bills minus the five. Robbie, however, um, is going to be on the Dolphins this week. Um, he just thinks they've uh, been you know pretty impressive, and he likes that they're getting uh, the the five points at home. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He also <laughs> brutal pun. Yeah, uh, yeah. He thinks that the Dolphins are going to be the side that will be a Buffalo's a, a Billy's heel this year for their uh, you know AFC East rival. Let the crickets settle in for that joke. Um, a Billy's heel. Billy's heel. Oh yeah, God. it was. Uh, <laughs> That was a stretch, yeah. stretch, stretch of a, stretch of a joke there for Robbie. But okay, um, next, next up. Uh, speaking of Robbie, yeah. Speaking of Robbie, um, I would typically uh, toss this one to him, but uh, it's the Lions, his favorite team, uh, heading into Minnesota to take on the Vikings this week. Vikings are six point favorites at home here. With the over under set at fifty two and a half, um, so Robbie is uh, no surprise uh, confident on the Lions plus six this week. But uh, I I am as well. I love the Lions plus six here. Uh, this is the line that really jumped off the the page for me this week uh, in a lot of kind of muddy games that I didn't see a lot of clarity in. Uh, this was one that I I felt pretty good about. I just think. Um, you know, look at this Lions uh, team. I mean, they they got down early uh, in Week One against the Eagles, but battled back uh, and and made that a close game. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, last week took care of business against the team. Um, I just think six points is too much here. Uh, I think they've, you know, at least that offense has shown that they can move the ball. Um, a little bit concerned about the defensive side, but they definitely looked a lot better against the uh, the team last week. So hopefully. Uh, moving in the right direction there. Um, as for the Vikings, obviously a very good Week One uh, victory against the Packers, but uh, you know looked pretty rough against the Eagles last night. Um, never were really in that game, uh, and they struggled. So primetime Kirk came back. Yeah, yeah, primetime Cousins. You know you can't trust him. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think six points is a bit too many here for the Lions. So uh, I'm going to take them and I'm going to lock them up. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there with you. Robbie actually likes the money line. Um, yeah, I, I like the Lions here plus the six. I, I probably think the Vikings ended up getting a win, but this one's gonna be close, back and forth. Uh, I think that Vikings defense 
after looking like a revelation week one came came back to earth week two and i think that's more along the lines of who they are um i, I think you know they're going to lean on their offense i don't think their defense is that good um you know they don't really have a defensive head coach um and you know the pieces that they do have on that side are you know either really young and inexperienced or pretty you know aging and on the end um on their last leg so i you know i i really like the over 52 and a half here i know this is the second highest line but um you know both defenses i in you know three out of the four games have not really shown the ability to stop and like you mentioned you know lions offense has looked phenomenal so far they can do it on the ground golf is you know making the plays that are schemed up for him he, he he's not making mistakes um you know and both teams have significant weapons um swift for yeah for which i mean series. vikings yeah but i mean the lions we haven't said that in years and yeah it, it yeah, this lions offense is for real i don't think it's a fugazi um and i, I think they go into minnesota and make this you know three-point game or uh you know, maybe they sneak out a win here, but um, I'm taking the Lions plus six. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, the Lions, I think they're going to be one of those teams that uh, at least until, um, you know, they start, uh, maybe if they kind of get on a hot streak and start winning a few games, I think they're going to be undervalued uh, by Vegas. And, um, you know, when you see lines like this, uh, when they're getting plus six, plus seven, uh yeah, I think you have to jump on them because they're a great candidate for a backdoor cover at the very least, and uh, if not, winning these games outright. So, yeah, big, big fan of the uh, the Lions this week. Okay, next up we've got the uh, the New York Jets are hosting the Bengals, and uh, the Jets are four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at uh, 45. Uh, so it should be an interesting game. Obviously, Bengals... You know, coming in at 0-2, surprising loss at home in week one to the Steelers. And then, uh, you know, pretty bad loss last week uh, to the Cowboys and what was uh, a huge upset with, with Cooper Rush starting. So Bengals come in reeling at 0-2, and then the Jets uh, somehow, some way, uh, you know, got that win in Cleveland last week. They're 1-1. and They're feeling pretty good. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm... I gotta think the Bengals. If you've got any sort of self-respect, this Jets team beat you last year with Mike, Mike White. White. It yeah. was the Mike White game um, on the same field. Like, come into this game pissed off that you're owing to, and beat the hell out of this team. You know, you went to the Super Bowl a year ago. You have a franchise quarterback. You have weapons all over on offense. Yeah, this team needs to start playing like it. So I, I, I like the Bengals this week. I, I'm, I'm gonna make them confident. Yeah. I, I think, I, I, I think this team is well coached enough, and I think they've got enough pride that they'll come out heavy this game and they'll show their true colors that they're a decent team. Um, that they're not gonna be zero three and four and a half is, uh, is not enough. Um, for me to, for me to disrespect this team. So. Uh, I'm I'm going uh, I'm going Bengals minus four and a half. Yeah, this is the first game I'm super confident in. I'm going to take the Bengals uh, minus four and a half on the road here too. Um, you know, the first two games that the Bengals lost, I think they've given up a total of thirteen sacks, which is just brutal, horrible. Yeah. Um, the Jets 
do not have a good pass rush. Um, so I think that sort of mitigates the struggles that the Bengals offensive line has, has, has had thus far. Um, you know, last week against the Cowboys, you know, you didn't see Jamar Chase go off. Higgins had a good game, but um, that pass offense, I think Burrow had under 200 yards, which um, I, I do not expect to happen this week versus the Jets. I, I just think this is the the get-right game for the Bengals. Um, they, they sort of take out their frustrations the first two two weeks out on this Jets team that's probably feeling a little bit, um, you know, a little better about themselves. But, um, you know, eventually, you know, you, you, they got the win, but they were also the worst team for 58 minutes of that game. So I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna, you know, fall too too much into the trap that the Jets are a decent team. I, I still think they have their issues. Um, Flacco isn't gonna play four touchdowns, 400 yards again. Um, yeah, it, you know, I, I this Bengals defense has actually played decent the first two weeks, so. Um, could could see a couple turnovers. Uh, but I, you're on the over. Yeah, no, I'm on the over because of 45, a little too low. Bengals offense hasn't proven yet this year that they're explosive, but I think everyone knows that they're explosive. Um, and like like I mentioned, the last last two games, Jets passing offense at least they haven't been able to run the ball too much, but the passing offense has been good. So I, I think both these teams put up some points um Bengals ultimately get the job done cover the line here but yeah 45 is a little too low for me I'm gonna take the over yeah. Robbie yeah Robbie is uh, he's he's siding with the Jets um yeah he doesn't see a lot of points for the Jets but gonna ride until the Advil kicks in to help from the Bengals Super Bowl hangover uh, that one's a little bit better than his last joke yeah that's uh that's that's midseason form there for yeah. Robbie. Yeah, yeah. He he did call the Bengals <laughs> uh, Bengals super hangover. Um, he's been right the first two weeks. So I just don't think he's gonna be right this week. Yep. Okay. Uh, next game up. Then we've got uh, the Eagles taking on the team. Uh, team are uh, six and a half point underdogs at home in this one with the over under set at 48 and a half um, you know this is this is another one here uh, two teams that have shown that they can they can put up some points here early on in the season um, you know I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the team on this one I just think uh, I think they're able to do enough at home to keep this game close. Um, at the end of the day, I still have a lot of respect for, for Ron Rivera as a coach. And, uh, you know, this is a, this is a big divisional game, uh, you know, still very much competitive. And uh, I just think, uh, you know, Carson Wentz and that offense can do enough here. I think this has got uh, maybe some backdoor cover potential too. But, uh, you know, to be six-and-a-half-point underdogs at home kind of – Seems to be giving this Eagles team just a bit too much credit for me, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the team here. Um, interested to see uh, what your thoughts are. You know, I was I wasn't confident on this game going in. I, I have the Eagles. Um, I know they've looked good. You know, I'm thinking. I don't know. This, this one's tough because I I, I trust. I trust both teams to sort of be able to move the ball. Um, just the Eagles have such a better defense than the team, you know. 
I, I, I don't think anybody's had a better PR start to the year than Carson Wentz to see what how he's doing with his new team and to see the Colts in full collapse mode without him. Um, he's been playing very well. Um, you're still going to see a couple turnovers from him. Uh, it's happened the last two games, despite despite him having you know really good games. Uh, he's just, he's just a little bit turnover prone, and I think maybe the Eagles capitalize. Uh, I'm still going to lean the Eagles um, covering the six and a half, but this this isn't one I'm going to bet. Um, you rarely you rarely find me taking the road interdivision team anything more than six points. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, the team defense has not been good this year, and I, I think the Eagles Eagles run on them, uh, run early and often, uh, a couple. Big play action plays. I just, I just really like this Eagles offense, and I think they have enough to, to take out the team. And here I am on another over forty eight and a half. Um, I love, I love a lot of overs this week. I think the Vegas is, you know, gotten burned on the unders the first two weeks, and and this is the market correction week. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm on a lot of overs, and this one, this one is for sure on my list. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's probably a good take. Uh, Robbie also on the Eagles. Um, I, yeah, I mean there should just be a lot of points in this one, but uh, you know that the Eagles team. This is kind of what Robbie's thinking. That Eagles team has just been flying high, um, and uh, yeah, I just I don't know um, six and a half. I was surprised that line is as high as it is, but uh, yeah, I mean, you might be onto something here, Adam. Maybe the over is the way to play this game, but um, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, next next game up, we've got the uh, Baltimore Ravens taking on the Patriots. Uh, we already talked about how the uh, the Ravens blew that game at home to the Dolphins, um, and the Patriots coming off a uh, a big win on the road themselves against the Steelers. Uh, so. Patriots are three-point underdogs in this game with the over-under set at 43. Um, and, uh, you know, in this one, I think we're, you know, kind of all on the same page here. I feel very confident in the Ravens this week. Uh, you know, tough loss like that. You know, they've got a good coach. Harbaugh is going to rip into them. It's not going to be a fun week of practice for them. But I guarantee they come into this next game ready. Um, and I was surprised when I saw this. I, you know, I, I don't think it would surprise anybody to think that the uh, Ravens are the superior team to the Patriots here and that they would be favored. But I, I kind of thought it'd be more, even on the road. Um, I get the Patriots have a, a decent defense, but uh, I, I just think the Ravens are going to be a much tougher test than than that uh, Steelers team proved to be last week. A lot more weapons. Uh they're going to have their hands full of Lamar. So, uh, yeah, to get to get this line at three, I love this. Uh, really like the Ravens this week. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was – I did have the Ravens as one of my confident picks this week, but I took them off. Uh, you know, that Patriots defense um, is really sneaky, very good, and I, I think you saw it with the line last week. Yeah. Um, you know, against the Steelers, we were wondering why they were two and a half point favorites on the road, um, and then they they came out and won by three. And then the, I, I think that their defense is 
is one of the better defenses in the league. I think they only held they held the Dolphins to twenty points week one on the road. Um, I, I think yeah, I think that's why they're they're getting these lines. Um, I still think the Ravens win, uh, and I'm still going to take them to cover. But yeah, it's 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 close for me. I th- I think that. Obviously, the Ravens have a much better offense, and Mac Jones hasn't looked great, but um, at least last week they were able to run the ball a little bit more, and, and that Ravens defense does not look good this year. I was saying it beginning of the year, the preseason. Uh, you know, last week, last year they had excuses with the injuries, but, um, you know, they just don't have a lot of playmakers on the defense, that side of the ball, and um, I, yeah, I, I'm a little concerned with that. Um, I don't think the Patriots are the team to exploit it. Um, but yeah, once again, I'm on another over 43 points. I think that's too low. Um, with this Ravens offense, it looks a little bit more potent coupled with their defense that, uh, has got some more holes in Swiss cheese. I think, yeah, I think the 43 points is way too low for this. I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the Patriots, Nelson Aguilar had a hundred yards last week. Uh, Jacoby Myers. He's look good. Yeah, Jacoby, both of those yeah. guys had decent games. I, I just I, I think that both teams are able to put up 20, 20 plus in this game. So yeah, give me the over forty three. Robbie uh Robbie is thinking that the uh he's gonna take the Ravens and he has them as a confidence pick. Pet pets don't have the firepower to keep up with Baltimore's D um or keep up with Baltimore's even with the Baltimore's defense getting banged up. So he is on the Ravens. Alrighty, Nick's Chiefs taking on the Colts. Uh, Colts are six and a half point underdogs in this one, with the over under set at forty nine and a half. Um, obviously, Colts. You know, we've been I've at least been just trashing them early on here, um, and the Chiefs have looked very good. They've looked uh, kind of back to form of what they looked a couple years ago. Uh, got a good win against that Chargers team uh, on Thursday night last week, and they've got the uh, long delay here, the long week, uh, those extra couple days rest, and I think that's enough to put them over the edge. I think they'll get after Matt Ryan, as every team that has played Matt Ryan has ever done. They all seem to get it after him because he doesn't get rid of the ball and he stands there like a statue. Um, this this is going to be a rough game for your Colts fans, I, I think. I expect the Chiefs on a fast track to tear up this Colts team. Um, I, I know it's six and a half on the road, but it's not scaring me. I love the Chiefs this week. Yeah, I love the Chiefs here. Um, yeah, if I had if I had a second lock, this would be my number two. Um, yeah, you, you got the combination of the long week um, to prepare. Um, and, and parlay that with, they're, pl- they're probably playing one of the biggest free-falling teams in the league right now. Um, it's either them or, you know, even the Raiders and the... It's probably them or the Titans, to be honest. Both teams have looked horrible uh, in their first two weeks. Um, you know, I I don't really see a way that the Colts could stay in this game unless Jonathan Taylor has 200-plus yards. Um, I don't know if Michael Pittman's going to be back. Um, he will need to be for this game to be close. Um even at that, I mean, the Chiefs, you know, they were able to beat the Chargers in a game that I think Pat Mahomes only had like 250 yards. Um, this Colts defense got torn apart by the Jags last week. Um, that was supposed to be their strength of the uh, strength on the team, and 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just in full fate of this Colts team. I, I I think, you know, they have the potential to really collapse. I I don't think I don't think Frank Wright's making it to the end of the year. Uh, the way it's looking, and you know, we already we already buried Matt Ryan last week, so I don't need to do it again here. But, um, yeah, I, I expect the Col- the Chiefs to be, um, you know. I think they're going to be passing all over this Colts team. I, the strength of their defense is definitely up front, and you know Chiefs don't, Chiefs don't need to run the ball to be able to you know tear teams apart. So I, I think this is a good matchup for the Chiefs, regardless. But you know for the for them to be favored by under a touchdown, I, I think is gold, and you, you jump all over it. I, they're winning. They're winning by more than ten points. I think. Yeah, Robbie. Uh, Robbie's all in on the. Uh... Uh, Chiefs as well this week. Uh, he's, you know, as as we all are, just not uh, fond at all of what the Colts are doing and uh, not a believer. So, yeah, both of us uh, under the impression that this uh, Colts team is just going to get waxed. Uh, keep an eye out. I mean, this is, I think it's a lock either way, but if it turns out that Shaq Leonard can't go again this week too, um, it's just... Fire it! It's just, what do you think? Well, I mean, him and Pittman. If Pittman doesn't go, there's no chance that they. It's like Moelle Cox yeah, is their next Dolan, best player. <laughs> it's it's bad. Yeah. Naheem Hines just catching like thirty balls for thirty yards. It's yeah, just, yeah, not gonna happen for this Colts team this week. Yeah, they would need they'd need about a hundred and seventy five yard performance out of Jonathan Taylor to have a shot in this game, and I just I don't see it. So. Jim Jim Mercy is going to come down from the owner's box and just fire everybody. Did you see that they had a kickoff party before week one, and they hosted a bunch of people at Lucas Oil Stadium, and they had like musical acts, and the number one musical act that they had was the Jim Irsay band. Oh my god, Jim Irsay! I, I I don't know if he plays guitar or if he's like a singer, um, but he basically brought in all these people for like a a party. To watch him in his band play. <laughs> wow. To watch it tie it, too. What a, what a celebration. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Natty Ice is supplying more than... Uh, <laughs> more than bad uh, bad, bad interceptions. Jim, Jim Mercy's a treasure. Oh, gosh. Yeah, All right. Robbie, uh, yeah, Robbie's done the same thing. He... He's wondering why still pe- people are still thinking that the Colts are competitive. Yeah, or or off them. So uh, I, maybe this week isn't the week to do it. But you know, because I I do think the Chargers are going to beat the Jags. But next week, maybe with the loss, um, I bet you still get very good value on Jags to win this division. Oh yeah, I, 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 Colts are still I think plus one forty, which is. Absurd. It's a joke. Yeah, they're they're not going to they're not going to be there. Texans, Jags, either one of those two, I think, are a good value. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to you know the Titans that they could sneak in there, but it's hard it's hard to see either the Colts or the Titans winning this division the way they've looked the first two weeks. My life depended on it at this moment. I would Jags. tell you the Jags are winning that division. Okay, next game up, we've got the uh, Jaguars heading into L.A. to take on the Chargers, where the Chargers are seven-point favorites. Uh, on a long week's rest after uh, that game against the Chiefs last Thursday, uh, again, they're uh, seven-point favorites if the over-under in this one coming in at 48. Uh, Adam, what is, uh, what's, what's your thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, this is this is my lock of the week. I'm gonna take the Chargers minus seven at home to cover against the Jags. Um, you know, I this is another one. You got the long week for the Chargers, and and you know, I I think out of any team last week, other other than maybe the Browns, you got to feel for the Chargers and probably playing a better game but getting the loss. Um, that pick six by Watson. Um against Herbert that they turned really, the whole game yeah, around really yeah. killed them. Um, you know, they, they were, they were about as impressive as, as any team last week, um, on the road in a primetime game, you know, putting, putting the reins on the, on a potent chiefs offense. Uh, the defense looked good. Herbert was slinging it. Um, just that one mistake, uh, really cost them. Um, but you know, I, I think last week, I mean, they were down Keenan Allen, um, to do that on the road um, was impressive to me, and I, I think that it sort of, you know, put it, it, them in my mind as you know, a clear top six or so team in the NFL. Um, the Jags coming off a huge win against the Colts. We, we were just talking about that. Um, Trevor Lawrence starting to look a little bit more like the number one pick, um, you know, prodigy that he was. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think they capitalized on a team that wasn't ready to play uh last week i i think they're up and coming and i i, I like them season long but uh in this matchup i i think they're a step behind the chargers um you know they're they're traveling across country um chargers like i said with the the, the longer uh longer time to prepare yeah I, 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 a lot of signs pointing to the chargers here i i know and i, I think that's why you're, you're seeing this line under seven points but um yeah, I, I, I just love the Chargers here. Yeah, for me, I'm uh, I flip flop back and forth on this, so this is going to be a game. I, I'm not going to bet the spread on this, um, but uh, I I like the uh, I like the Jags in this one, but uh, don't feel great about it either way. Like I said, I think the Chargers come out with the victory here. Um, I I think, you know. Both these teams have very strong defenses, um, so I, I think that this this could be close. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence uh, has shown that he can move the ball. Uh, Christian Kirk is looking really good, and maybe the surprise value uh, offseason contract. <laughs> that guy got the bag, and maybe maybe it was worth it. I don't know. Cardinals uh, could use him. Yeah, Cardinals sure could use him. That's right. Um but uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, this one this one's kind of a toss up for me. So I'll take the Jags getting seven points. I think it's just a maybe a shade too high. But the Chargers look really good. So you know, would not surprise me if they if they ran away with this game and kind of outclassed them here um, in the slightest. Uh, yeah, Robbie Robbie's with you. He uh, he likes the Jags. He's got some bite in them. Uh, it might be an unintentional pun by Robbie, but um, yeah, he thinks both defenses come to shine in L.A. Uh, so he's going to take the under as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like the Chargers' defense there. I, I think they maybe get a score that flips this game. Okay. Uh, next game up, we've got the Rams taking on the Cardinals. Cardinals are four-point underdogs at home in this one with uh, the over-under set at 49-and-a-half. Uh, you know, this, this should be a good game. Cardinals, you know... The they looked awful for seven quarters. Um, 
but somehow sitting here at one and one, I kind of don't know what to think on them. But uh, the fact that they're underdogs here and the fact that the Rams in two games, you know, they got the doors kicked in on them uh, on their trophy ceremony uh, by the Bills. And then uh, the Falcons, you know, coming cross country last week really uh, made that a game and were quite competitive. So I'm not feeling great about either of these teams, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals getting the four points here at home, given given that. I just think uh, that's pretty good value given what the Rams have shown thus far. Um, and, and Kyler Murray, as we saw in that fourth quarter, is dynamic enough to, to keep uh, the Cardinals in this game pretty much single-handedly. Um, so uh, I like the Cardinals here uh, plus the four points. Yeah, no, I do too. I think this is a good matchup for the Cardinals despite what happened last year. Um, going back to last season, the Cardinals have done a really good job at limiting the, the opposing number one receiver. Um, and so far this year, watching the Rams, that's about all they got on offense right now. Stafford doesn't look himself. Uh, again, two picks against the the Falcons. Um, the, the running game was a little bit better, but... Um, you know, I think that's probably their route to victory this game, uh, running on the Cardinals' defense. Um, but yeah, you, you, Kyler looked looked every bit like the MVP in that second half of that game. He, it wasn't really anybody else making plays besides him, and he was doing it all. Um, the two touchdown drives and the two two point conversions were as good as it gets from the quarterback play. And um, you know, I, I, I I'm fading this Rams team. The, the, the defense. You know they're star-studded, but and they they haven't looked great so far. Gave up what twenty-five points to the Falcons at home. That's not a great look. Um, I, I you know I I just think the Cardinals coming off a high from last week's salvage win. I, I think they flip the script and do it again and, and end up actually getting a win here. I like the Cardinals Cardinals outright. Uh, I think it's a good matchup for them, and I, and I think that the the Super Bowl hangover. Um, you know, it, it might be affecting both the <laughs> both teams. Yeah, um, I think about the Rams, and I think about like somebody that in in a non sports world, like just in in real life, like bust their ass to get a promotion, and like they worked a bunch of overtime, and they they really went through hell to get like a promotion, but then they got it. And so maybe maybe you just you take your foot off the gas a little bit now that you you got the reward, um, and and the hours aren't as long that you're putting in, and, and maybe you're just not quite as ready on Sunday that you were a year ago, and and I think it's showing. Um, yeah, no, that's a great analogy. So Sean McVay flirting with leaving to the booth. Yeah, it's like oh, well, I Aaron Donald, am I gonna retire? Yeah. You know, Stafford, my elbow. <laughs> Cooper Cup's the only AT&T one. Now. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup's the only one that's showing up. Yeah, since the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you though. I'm, I'm fading the Rams. They they don't look like the same team. Um, and you know, like like we've talked about, Stafford isn't this uh, world beating quarterback that's gonna you know correct for everything else that's kind of going on on the field with them. In fact, he's uh, turn the ball over way too much right now. So yeah, yeah. I think that elbow is a significant issue, like affecting his play. Yeah, enough. and I, I think that's pretty, uh, you know, visible just watching him. Yep. So yeah, all on uh, all on Cardinals plus Robbie, four here. Robbie, Robbie likes the money line as well. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie says, uh, you know, 
while it took a long time to see any sort of life out of the Cardinals, uh, you know, the Rams really, they, they're down, uh, they're, they're spiraling downward, uh, you know, it appears to be a little bit worse than how what about, the Cardinals are going through how right about, now. How about Cliff? Kyler saved his job because they had that the second fourth uh, the second two point conversion. The Raiders call timeout. Yep, they get a delay delay game. game. Yeah, on yeah. the second that's uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You cannot let that happen. Yep, that, that that's as bad as it gets when it comes to coaching gaffes. Cliff. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I was stunned. <laughs> I was stunned. I, you and know. the look on his face is just like. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it didn't. Maybe Kyler. Kyler. Great, great pair. <laughs> I don't know if they are. It's aloof as fuck. <laughs> Do they give a shit? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They're just happy to be talent, in Talent wins out. Yeah. yeah. Cliff's, Cliff's got his nice, uh, you know, house. Uh, yeah, he's he's living the dream. All right, next up, uh, is he still dating Holly Saunders? By the way? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not. one to look into after the pot, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, next next up, um, we've got the uh, Falcons taking on the Seahawks. Falcons, uh, you know, good good showing at home against the Saints week one, and uh, you know looked pretty solid on the road last week uh, against the Rams. Uh, you know, a pick pick from uh, Jalen Ramsey on the goal line was all that really stood in the way of them from you know potentially upsetting the Rams last week. So. Uh, and then the Seahawks. Seahawks looked real good in Week One against the Broncos at home, but uh, struggled last week on the road against the Niners. So uh, you know, not really sure what to expect here. But uh, you know, going into this season, kind of talked about the Seahawks being you know a bottom three team in the league. I still kind of think that's that's the uh, the case here. And, uh, you know, last week seemed to be kind of a correction of what I was expecting. This Falcons team, though, has really surprised me uh, in a positive way from their first two games. And, and I really like what I've seen. So uh, I, I'm going to take the Falcons getting the point and a half here. I, I think they, uh, I mean, it's, I know it's a tight spread, but I think I think they can win this game. Um, I've really been impressed with what I've seen out of them. Uh, Cordero's looking great. And Mariota just, uh, uh you know, is a massive upgrade from Matt Ryan, apparently. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, we were all on the Falcons last week, and, you know, that we were joking about bad bad team going cross-country. We were all on them, and, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you take the bait. Um, yeah. In this matchup, though, I think I'm going to lean the Seahawks. Um, I, I, I think the Seahawks this year are going to be a tale of two teams: the team they are at home and the team they are at the road. Um, on the road, um, I, I, they they looked bad last week in, in San Francisco. Um, I you know they had some gaffes early. They, DJ Dallas threw an interception. Um, you know they 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 were getting they, they, that game was over pretty early, and they were in a spot where they were you know sort of forced to pass the ball, and they weren't able to run. Um, which is not a winning formula for the Seahawks team, um, but I, you know, Ro- Ro- Robbie's on the Seahawks, and spoiler, that that's his lock of the week: Seahawks minus one and a half. And he makes a pretty good point. Um, he's saying he was surprised by this line. He thought it'd be Seahawks minus three because he sees these teams as, you know, pretty close in talent. And, and I, I think I think he's right there. Um, yeah, I think for them to be only a point and a half favorite at home. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're probably closer to three-point favorites. I, Geno Smith is better than what he played last week. Um, I think it's somewhere in the middle between his heroics in week one. Um, but I, I think that the, this passing game's got to get going, and I think this is the week for it. You got too much talent with Noah Fant, Will Disley, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. I, you know, I, I think this is sort of a get-right game for that passing offense that desperately needs it after last week. So I'm going to take the Seahawks, and like I said, that's Robbie's lock of the week is Seahawks minus minus one and a half. Well, you're in good company there because Robbie, uh, on his confident picks thus far, you know, uh, locks, he's, he's been really solid. Uh, yes, he has. Had a great week last week. Seems to have a good feel for it. So. He's got a great feel for the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the Lions. Um, he's been on that since <laughs> last year ended, and he, he needs 100% right. <laughs> he, was, he was here before the Hard Knocks bandwagon, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, you know, for me, I just uh, I like the Falcons team. I, I, I so like far, what man. I like what the Falcons have shown me, and you know, it's tough going cross country back to back weeks. But uh, yeah, it's brutal scheduling for the Falcons. There. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I think I think they can slip one by here, so we'll see. All right, uh, next game up. Uh, <laughs> this is an over under that. Um, you know, maybe maybe if we went over this a couple weeks ago, it would absolutely shock you. But uh, Packers Bucks, uh, this game's in Tampa, and the Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites. But this over under is low, 41. 41. And if you've watched the games, it's it's not really a surprise. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, both these teams have really struggled uh, on offense to start the year. Um, you know. Aaron Rodgers still trying to get comfortable with his receiving options as they become a, a an obviously a more run heavy team the way that they're built and then the Bucks uh you know Tom Brady has had trouble really kind of breaking through through the first two weeks but you know we know that Dallas defense is good and uh, the Saints defense is is very solid especially at home as well um, so Adam I'll turn it over to you what are, what are your thoughts on this one I I really like the, the pack here. Uh, I'm going to take a money line, um, and I'm surprised they're getting two and a half points. Um, you know, I both these offenses are, are sort of handicapped right now. Um, on, on the Bucks side, you have the Mike Evans suspension. Um, God went out. Um, they're, they're banged up, especially on the O-line. They lost their third left tackle last week. Um, you know, you're seeing pressure on Brady that you haven't seen like pretty much ever, you know, and that's where he he tends to struggle. Um, and it, it, you haven't really seen him struggle at home too much, um, unless you're playing, you know, the, the Saints the last couple of years. But I, I think the the Packers D comes to play in this matchup. Uh, I think it's a really good matchup for the Bucks to win. I, I think they're going to either have to have some big play downfield to, you know, one of their sort of no-name wideouts. Uh, I think Tyler Johnson got deep last week. But uh, for them to win, I think you're going to have to see Leonard Fournette go over 100 yards on his Packers defense. And, you know, that it could happen. Yeah, I mean, you saw David Montgomery have a lot of success running the ball. Um, but I, I, I think the Packers are going to be smart about, you know, putting pressure on Brady, stacking the box, and sort of making those – those ancillary pieces, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, um, yeah, I, I, but I, you sort of laid it out with this over/under. I'm taking the under 41. 
taking the bait. I I don't see any. I don't see a lot of points getting scored in this game. I think there's a lot of running involved. You saw the Packers last week against the Bears really dictate the game with their two-headed uh, running back duo, and Rodgers only threw the ball 25 times, which is see. Um, I don't think that's taking the bait. I think that's the sharp play. I think the the take the bait play is to take the over here because it is so low. But I think the under is the sharp play. Given that, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I that, I, I I phrased that wrong. Yeah, but yeah. you could. I I think though, like both these O lines are banged up. Yeah, I think the the public's gonna see this line and take the over. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm taking the under. I, I feel great about that under. Um, yeah, but I I think at the end of the day, uh, Packers right now are a little bit better of a team. They have a little bit more pieces healthy. And uh, I think the Bucks defense is good, but I, I think they're not as good as what they've shown in the first two weeks. So I think a little bit of market correction there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flop here. I didn't really feel great about this game either way. I'm I'm gonna lean Packers really just because they're getting the two and a half points here. I think this is a close game, but I mean, watched a lot of the Bucks here to start, and you know they've just uh, obviously the two and zero. Uh, but it's really been because of their defense. Um, their D line is getting after it. They're getting a lot of pressure, a lot of sacks, a lot of sacks. You know, and they've got a good sec- uh, secondary. Um, you know, that, that's capitalizing on uh, on errant throws under pressure. Um, and obviously, we know that uh, the Packers have had some O line issues. Uh, Rodgers has taken sacks early, and um, but you know, for me. I just think this is going to be such a low-scoring game. I think the Bucks are really going to have trouble moving the ball against this Packers defense, which I think is, you know, what we saw against the Bears last week I think is far more indicative of that team's true defensive style and, and uh, performance level than what we saw against the Vikings in Week 1. And... Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's gonna be hard for the Bucks to get downfield, as you said. I think Leonard Fournette's gonna have a very big game for them to uh, to really put the pack away in this one. So I, I think it's close. Um, I and think he's the, banged up too. He's not one hundred percent. Yeah, he's not one hundred percent either. So I, I I like the Packers here, uh, getting the two and a half. Probably not gonna bet this one, um, but. Uh, yeah, I just I think this is going to be a really close game, very much a defensive battle, as you pointed out. <laughs> Robbie, which QB will the Shield pick this week? <laughs> Good question. Uh, Bucks are too hurt for my liking. Rodgers seems to have bounced back, so he is on the pack money line. Um, so all three of us are on the pack. All right. Um, next game up. This is one that I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, Niners, Broncos. Uh, Broncos, this is Sunday Night Football, so Broncos are uh, one and a half. Wait, is this Sunday Night Football or is this another uh, Monday Night Doubleheader? I think this is Sunday Night. Okay. Uh, so 49ers, Broncos. Broncos are uh, one and a half point underdogs at home right now uh, with the over-under set at 45. Uh Big news for the Niners out of this week was obviously uh, Trey Lance broken ankle. He's out for the year. Jimmy G always finds his way to the, the spotlight, so he's back in. You see, he was like signing autographs after the game, like all smiles, like people lining up. He's working at Subway. He's so cheesy. I, I God, it's talking it's, about his Italian grandma. Yeah, he's he's Capricola. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Jimmy G life is, you know, you know, one minute you see him at Federales, the next he's taking the Niners to the Super Bowl. I, just, I don't know. He went on a date with some pretty gross. Oh, bad porn star. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. She was nasty. He, he must have lost a bet on that one. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was doing there. Scheming. Uh, but anyway, back to, back to what we're here for. Um, I, I really like the Niners this week. Uh, you know, the Broncos on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, they were booed off the field at half last week uh, by their home fans. You know, they don't look great. Um, I like a lot of their weapons. Um, it's just Judy got hurt. Yeah, Judy got hurt. I mean, I like Cortland Sutton. Uh, but, yeah, I just I don't know what's going on. But Russ, I mean, Russ didn't look great in Seattle his last couple of years either. Um, so I don't know if Russ is maybe just he's losing it a little or what, but they don't look good at all. And the Niners certainly, you know, righted the ship last week against you know Seattle at home, which is great. And you know that week one loss to the Bears, the game was played in a monsoon. Uh, I don't know how much you want to take away from that, but I know that that 49ers defense is uh, top tier, and I know this Broncos offense is struggling to get off the ground. Um, and you know, I think there's kind of a sense of, uh, kind of a safety net with Jimmy G quarterback in the Niners, maybe not as explosive as Trey Lance and, you know, maybe you're not going to get these big games, but I don't think you're going to see these low floors with Jimmy G under center either. So yeah, I think uh, passing attacks is going to be better. Yeah. yeah I think so there's going to be a better, um, you know, he's a better game manager. They're going to be a, a complimentary football team. And I think that just serves them better down down the road yeah so i I, a little upside but yeah i i like the 49ers this week i think they win the game uh on the road and with the spread just being you know one and a half uh, i'm willing to take the risk on that uh i I think they should be able to take care of business all right yeah and this game man it's it's gonna be a tough call for me i I don't have a great feeling either way I think I'm just going to lean the Broncos. Um, you know, everything you said about their offense and Russ and that, their struggles, you know, it's 100% accurate. You went thir- 14 of 31 at home versus the Texans. It's not a great look. Um, he, he's looked as bad as he's ever looked in his career. Um, but this offense isn't going to be this bad all year. I mean, we sort of expect with a new head coach, new new quarterback, new offense, it, it take a little bit of time to get going. Um, and in this division, I know the Raiders are sort of struggling, but you can't afford to fall behind. And I, they need this game. Sunday night, um, you know, I said this that last week, Denver and September home games have an extreme advantage with the, uh, the heat and the elevation. Um, I, I just getting a point and a half. I'm not sure they win, but I, I'm taking taking the team with the points here. I think these are pretty even teams. Uh, should be a good game. Uh, I, I my guess is that the Broncos sort of take a little bit, try to take a little bit off of Russ's shoulder, especially with Jerry Judy out, lean on their running back duo. Um, you know, Javante, they got to use him a little bit more. Um, and I think he's a potential star, but. Um, you know, give him a little bit more of the rock, and his offense will probably find itself. So, I, I, I like I like the Broncos here in a real tight one, but I could see this one going either way. To be honest, Jimmy G, Jimmy Jimmy G brings that stability um, that that offense probably needs. Um, but Robbie, 
uh, worried about being called the Niners hater, but uh, doesn't believe <laughs> that they should be favorites, uh, even with the Broncos offensive struggles. So he is also on the Broncos getting a point and a half at home for Sunday night. Speaking of speak, sidebar, I, man, I, I can't. It's hard to watch both Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth without each other. It's they need to figure out some sort of swap to bring the, those two back. Yeah, I I don't mind uh, I don't mind Herb Street on Thursday. Like I didn't think I think uh, maybe he's got to gel with Al yeah, a little yeah. bit. It'll, it'll take some time, but um, I have faith though in Herb Street to kind of figure that out. I think he's good at his job, but uh, Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. It's like. They've never. It's like when that when the camera's not on, like those two do not say one word to each other. <laughs> like that's the vibe I get watching those. Oh, yeah. It's it's rough. Yeah, I, somebody give yeah, Chris Collins worth a break here. Yeah, swap Tariko uh, for Allen, and you got uh, Tariko and Herb Street. I'm sure they they'd be fine. You know my my theory here is that uh, I think I think NBC promised chris something with his son i i, I legit because like i'm like why would chris collinsworth stay on to do this yeah because he could be right i i think i think i think jack collinsworth the, he's he's they've got something he's got the up and coming thing at nbc and i don't know maybe maybe it's gonna be like the lebron playing with his kid thing maybe 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 chris wants to call a game with his son jack i, I don't know but yeah. that's that's my take is nbc sweet the pot with Maybe a little nepotism. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I like I like Herb Street, but he, he was pretty bad this first outing. He'll get better. Yeah, you know he's got to find, and he, I'm sure he's not used to calling an NFL game. He hasn't seen some of these guys on the field in a decade. So yeah, I, I think uh, I think yeah, definitely his chemistry with Al was a little bit off. Um, there was a couple awkward moments, but I, I trust that he knows the game well enough. Um, yeah, I just I I watch uh, Tariko and Collinsworth, and I just think those guys don't like each other. Yeah, yeah there's there's an animosity there that's yeah. tangible. You can you can feel it. It's not even that they don't like each other. I just don't think Chris Collinsworth likes Tariko. Like I think Tariko probably likes Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be just that Chris misses Al and he's making it known. Yeah, yeah. Those two those two had the best. The best uh, chemistry out of all the <laughs> all the pairings. There's there's trouble on Peacock. That's that's for sure. <laughs> all right. Um, finally, we got Monday Night Football here. Uh, NFC East matchup: Cowboys taking on the Giants in the Meadowlands. Giants are two and a half point favorites at home in this one. Over under at thirty nine and a half. Um, obviously, Cowboys. You know, got a big boost uh, with a surprise win against the AFC champ Bengals last week. Um, you know, Cooper Rush just coming in and uh, doing enough, um, quite frankly. And that defense, just letting the defense play because that Cowboys defense is the strength of the team. And, uh, you know, they kept a minute. The Giants, and I was all on the Giants uh, last week and uh, even week one, and they, they look great. Um Kind of a gritty win last week, but they're they're grinding. Danny Dimes, you know, doing enough. Um, but for me this week, I think um, I think this is the true first test of a tough defense that the Giants uh, face. 
and I think they struggle. Uh, I think we're going to see some turnovers out of the Giants in this one, and uh, I, I like the Cowboys getting two and a half points here. I, I think uh, I think that this defense is really going to make the Giants uh, uh, look bad, and uh, I, I think that they'll win this one outright. So give me give me the Cowboys though plus the two and a half points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm actually taking a money line. Um, you know, this is the biggest Giants game in like what five years? Yeah, <laughs> two and yeah. all. Um, but you look at the two teams they've played, Titans, Panthers, you know, not not, not the best. Um, and, and, you know, they've, they've, they've been lucky to come out with both of those wins. It's not like yep. they've, they've, you know, outplayed them significantly. Um, yeah, and I'll I tell you what, if, if there's a non-QB MVP candidate this year, it's it's Parsons, Michael Parsons. He's, he's, he's wrecking these games. Yep. You know, he single-handedly kept them in against the Bucks and, you know, he, he yeah, the, their D line uh, versus the Bengals was why they won that game. Uh, I know Cooper Rush was, you know, good, commanded the team, uh, led them to victory, but that D line was the reason why they won. And you look at the Giants, you know, they're they're not they're not the best up front, um, and, and I think they get home to Danny Dimes. I'm expecting two plus turnovers from uh, Danny Dimes. Uh, yeah. I, this is a spot where I think the Giants. This could get ugly, honestly. I, I would take a Cowboys all line here. Um, you know, the Giants are probably feeling themselves. Got the Monday night game at home, two and zero. But I, I think that their record and their opponents aren't indicated of what the, that team and their talent is, and I think they're going to be significantly undermatching. Cowboys come in, come in there and put a whooping on them. So I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, one thing I was uh, keeping a close eye on last week was how well the Giants were able to rush the ball against the uh, Panthers. And Saquon, uh, they had their trouble kind of it getting things started. It wasn't great. It was not great at all. Uh, they, they didn't look – it was, like, very gritty. Uh, and they had to rely on moving the ball through the air most of that game to get the, get the ball down the field. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I think maybe that week one – Outburst from Saquon might have been more indicative of that Titans defense than uh, that Giants O line being a bunch of maulers. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think going into this season before Dak got hurt, we thought that this Cowboys team we knew they had a great defense and we thought that that offense had potential to take that team to you know some great places. And um, that defense hasn't changed. Uh, they're still a top tier unit, and if Cooper Rush can manage these games well and and play to that strength, then then they will win games. Um, and, and this is a prime opportunity for them to do that. Yeah, I think Michael Gallup has a chance of playing this week. Yep, Dalton Schultz didn't have a serious knee injury, so he's questionable for this week. Um, yeah, I, I I just like the Cowboys here. I think that they match up well against this team, and um, I think we have a market correction in store for both the the New York New York teams. At home, it's two MetLife games this weekend. Wow, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of fun in New Jersey. Um, okay, quick recap then on uh, the lead pipe locks. So Adam, you've got Chargers minus seven. Uh, Robbie was on Seahawks minus one and a half, uh, and that's against the Falcons uh, at home. And then uh, I was on Lions plus six as they go into Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Um, how are we feeling then about some podcast uh, parlay picks? 
Um, we're all on the Chiefs. We're all feeling good about the Chiefs, and uh, we, I, we were all on the under. Bears, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't mind throwing in the under Bears-Texans. Okay. Um, yeah, I... I is a lot for that, both those teams. For both those teams, yeah, I agree. I like that one, too. Um, you think Chiefs? I mean, we're, we're all confident on the Chiefs, I think. Yeah, we're, we're, we're team fade, fade the Colts. Fade the Colts that's, so. that's on brand, yeah. So, what are the three? So, we've got... We've got two right now. We've got Bears, Texans under, and then Chiefs uh, minus six and a half. Okay. And then we need one more. Uh, I mean, Robbie listed Cowboys money line. Um, if you wanted to go Cowboys money line, I'd do it. Uh, other areas where we're all the same, we've all got the Cardinals. Uh, we've all got the Ravens. I, I, I don't want to do the Ravens. Okay. I, I feel like last week's outcome is in the possibilities where yeah. they look great and then somehow lose it. Uh, we're all in the Lions. Um, I know, yeah, I, I think if we take the Cowboys money line. Um, I like the little the Monday juice. night sauce yeah. we get with that, too. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Okay, so podcast parlay then is going to be Cowboys money line. Uh, plus, or, so they're coming in at plus two and a half, so we'll get a little juice with them. Uh, money line, and then we'll take um, the Bears over under we're gonna take the under and bears texans at 40 and a half so under 40 and a half in that game and then chiefs minus six and a half over the colts on the road all right um anything else adam to add here um for a consensus eliminator uh, i think robbie robbie gave out the browns last week (laughs) <laughs> so we're we're over two on that. <laughs> that might be the last one alive here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna take the Chargers here. That's not a surprise with my lock, but uh, I, I have a hard time seeing them lose. And and this is not a good week for eliminator picks with that line actually being the biggest uh, biggest home margin or big, biggest margin for any team. So yeah, give me the Chargers racing the Jags going across country. I like that pick. Yeah, I. With the with the long uh, long uh, extra days rest that they got from playing last Thursday, I think I'd be surprised to see them. Say either them or the Chiefs. Yeah, yep, completely um, agree. But we're we're bringing back the power parlay this week. Oh, nice. Um, we actually got a four teamer. Uh, we're going Chargers minus seven, Chiefs minus six and a half, Bengals minus four and a half, and Cowboys money line. It, it, we're parlaying the teams with. Uh, that played last Thursday, getting a long week, along with the teams playing the New York football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're trying to get some money here. That that, that, that I think that's probably gonna pay out. Plus I like eight hundred. I like the double the double L at the Meadowlands for for the home teams. Yeah, this is a week to get revenge on that Jets team. Fuck, fuck the Jets. Yeah, it, that one's gonna hurt for a while. Yeah, that that one does not feel good. All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Next week, Robbie will be back, uh, so we'll be back at full strength. But uh, appreciate you all coming out, and, uh, you know, make sure that you're following along with us on social media. We are at the SL Football Guys on Instagram and Twitter, so follow along there. We've got Brother Jeff doing uh, fun meme stuff uh, on the pages. But uh, until then, uh, for Evan, Adam, and Robbie, we're signing off. Uh, Good luck this week, and we will see you next week.